started first with building the roots and finding out what is my message? Who is it that I serve? And I think those two things are so important because there's a lot of noise out here. There's a lot of competition and all this stuff. The only reason why I feel it may feel like competition is because you haven't honed in on your message and you haven't honed in on who it is that you serve and the way that you do what you do. Because the way that you do what you do is unique to you. You're the only one in the world that is meant to do what it is that God has called you to do. And the way that you're doing it is the only way that you can do it and bring it into fruition. So then you start thinking more like community instead of competition. People get stuck in the competition and that they only go so far. But the ones that understand that it's community, like let's say there's another lady or another business owner that is doing what you're doing as well, just a little bit different. But if you partner and do certain things and collaborate, you never know. That's a community there. You know, we're supposed to nurture each other instead of like, oh, I'm not talking to her because she might copy my stuff. And <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. Instead of standing in what we've been given to do and being able to flourish in that and collaborate. That's great. You're exactly right. A hundred percent right. Hello, welcome to the Linda Mendable Show, where I take you behind the scenes with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, moms, working professionals, and amazing people pursuing their passions and going for their dreams. And I'm your host, Linda Mendable. Welcome to the show. Welcome, Christina, to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Thank you for being a part of this. So, Christina, tell me a little bit about you and how you started with your business. How basically you went from thinking about it, the idea of it, to where you're at now. So, the biggest thing that happened to me was I had my first daughter. I have a two-year-old and I have a nine-month-old now, both girls. I am married. I've been married for five years. My anniversary actually is just coming up. And I'm actually an educator by trade. And when I had my first daughter, I actually just really needed some help and some support. And so I started looking for a place where I could get some more support and where I could get some more help. And I started looking into mom's groups, different mom's groups in the area. We're from South Jersey. I looked in Jersey and I looked in Philly and I really couldn't find anything that wasn't really cookie cutter, that wasn't really typical. I couldn't find a place that really went beyond kind of the normal crafting or getting together and joining. And so I started to have some of my friends and people that I knew from my church and my home church over to my house to just hang and spend some time together. And it was fun. We had a good time, but it almost felt like there should be more. Like there was something that the Lord was calling me to do that would be even more static or consistent. So I started to really think about like, what else could happen? Could there be something that could happen where we didn't have all of the kids running around the living room or where I wasn't stressed out about food and asking people to bring things and all of that kind of thing. And I actually went to a women's retreat with the Arise Network called Arise. And I was surrounded by women who were really pursuing their dreams and doing more. And I felt like there was more that I was supposed to do, but I couldn't really figure out what it was. And the Lord really confirmed to me during that time that like my calling as a mom and as a wife was enough, first of all, and that that was going to be where my focus needed to be. And that within that, he kind of birthed the idea of doing Growing Up Gorgeous and having this group of women be a part of my life in a more consistent way where we could come and grow together and kind of pour into one another. And that's really where Growing Up Gorgeous came from. So that's where I am now. We just launched in September and that's really what my focus has been 
for about a year now, really pushing towards what can we do with this business? How can we grow it to be a place that's a little bit more than my regular dreams that really provides a place for women to come together. So where would you say you're at the journey? You say that you're in the beginning, the middle, or? Absolute beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So we had a great launch in September and we started with our first group of women. We meet in Haddonfield. We come together once a month as well as do some like mom's night out during the year. And so it's just getting started. The group is small now and we're really pushing to kind of spread the word of what we believe and what we're doing to more women and get more women involved. Yeah. And I see you growing and everything and I see all the people involved. It looks really cool. I'm sure a lot of moms been needing what it is that you offer, but can you go in a little bit? What's your overall goal with what you're doing? And what is it that you truly do offer? Because I know it's like support for moms, but what also would it be? So right now it's local support. When I think of What we provide for women is we provide a meetup space, a space where they can be without their children for a few hours for just a little bit so that they can pause and reflect on how have they been doing with caring for themselves? How have they been doing with the resources that they do have? Do they have enough resources? Is there more that they need? And then also, how have they been doing with building relationships with other people? I like to think of it like a pause to the really busy people. So in life as women, we can go and go and go and we can keep pouring out and giving to people. So the pause is like a break and a time to really just reflect and say, like, where am I? What do I need? And if nothing else, who can I vent to and just share? This is what I'm going through and this is what life is like. And it really is more of an experience than anything else that we offer and that we provide to women. Along with that, we actually do spend some time in activities. We really kind of shaping our activities to the reflect what the group wants. So one thing that this first group really was interested in is having fitness activities. So in January, we'll be able to come together and actually spend some time with an instructor and talk about health and fitness and how that relates to busy mom life, cooking, not really necessarily always having time to go to the gym and really spend some time during our mommy meetup focusing on that. And so it kind of adds a layer to our time together. It's not just about talking to each other, but about getting a resource that we can really use that everybody's interested in. Yeah. So when you say like pause, what is that to you? What do you mean by that? It's a combination of two words that I really hear a lot. It's self-care and Sabbath. A lot of times in the mainstream world, in the world, we just hear a ton about care for yourself, care for yourself. Like you have to really make sure that you are putting the oxygen mask on yourself first before you can put it on your child. For me, I found that the goal of self-care was almost, it was really, really high up there, like something else to put on the list of things that I didn't have time necessarily to do. And so I started to do some more research and really figure out, okay, what is self-care? What does that mean? And started to connect it to the Sabbath and thinking about what is God calling us to do as women with our time? And I really think that the pause for me is like a mesh of really being sure that I'm stopping what I'm doing to really think and stand in awe of who God is in my moment and whatever season I'm in. So if I'm in a season of feeling overwhelmed, which happens a lot, I can stop and think about like how good and how powerful God is and how he's really able to take care of my home, to take care of my business, to take care of my finances, my relationships and pause. And in that reflection, I'm really able to see right perspective, which is really to see him as bigger than who I am. And so when we pause, it's about taking time to really balance out those things, to think about and focus on God. And then once we can see him as really big, we actually see how small we are and that we need some time. We have limitations and that's okay. 
as women, we can't just keep going, 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 going. And we can't just give, 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 give. So then once we're able to see that, we can stop, we can pause, and then we can kind of fill ourselves back up and figure out, okay, what is that thing that is for me that helps me feel refreshed? What is that thing that helps me feel the Lord's presence more? What is that? And so whether or not that's like taking some time to write in your journal or taking some time to talk to another mom who's been where you've been or taking some time to pray with the sister, whatever that is, you can stop and pause and do that. And so that's what the pause is for me. Take me through one of your meetups. If I go into one of your meetups, what am I expecting? I'm just going to drop off the kids, right? And then what's after that? Yes, (laughs) absolutely. You drop the kids off, which is great. And then you spend a little bit of time in what I like to think of as brain-free time. So sometimes we color. Sometimes we just listen to music. As people are coming in, you meet up and you get to talk and see how people have been and get refreshed in that way. You take some time. And then after that, we sit in a circle and we kind of go through whatever the activity is that we have planned for that day. And so sometimes it's just reflect on your week or on your month, talk about how things have been going, get everything out there, let's update. And then other times it's really like, let's read this article or let's watch this video and just really thinking about whatever the topic is on the table. Let's start to really think and dive in. And then we have whatever the activity is. So for this upcoming meeting, I'm excited because we're going to just get massages. Oh, wow. Get, um, <laughs> manicures. It sounds fancy, but very simple, kind of mini massages and take some time to do that. And then we'll come back together and really just dive in deeper into the topic. And so last time we met, it was really like, let's build a relationship with each other. Yeah, well, tell, so we take, came me back through, take me through one of them. What, uh, <laughs> take you through what we did? Yeah, oh, yeah. So last time we played a game, actually. We spent some time going around. Actually, we divided up into small groups. And in the groups, people who didn't really know each other well, we identified things that everybody had in common. And teams got points for what they had in common. So it was about seeing that even me, a brand new mom in connection with somebody who was a grandmother, had this whole list of stuff that we could kind of connect on and relate with and nod our heads like, oh, even though we're different, we're different backgrounds, we're different lifestyles, we have things that bring us together. And so that was just one of the fun activities that we did. There's a lot of questioning. There's a lot of talking. It really is good for people who like to kind of be in their shell because it really pushes people out. We have to talk to each other. We need each other. We have to connect. And loneliness is a really big issue in motherhood. So I like to push for lots of games and things to help people to connect. You know what? That's true. If it wasn't for me having my own business, I would be stuck at home feeling like, what else is there? And I know that it's very fulfilling being a mom, being a wife, but sometimes all you see is the four walls, depending on what season you're at. Like right now, I have a little one that's two months and have a three-year-old. So it's really hard for me to get out the house without help or preparation, you know, hours of prepping. (laughs) And even when you get out sometimes, or at least for me, it's like I have a two-year-old. So sometimes when I'm I'm running after her so much that I'm not really out. We're physically in a place with a lot of people like at church. But sometimes it's hard to really connect because yeah. I'm like, wait, so I'm like, sit, put that down, have a seat and not really enjoying the company of other women or other people. And I think for working moms too, it's really difficult. I know when I was working, I was so busy. And then when I wasn't busy at work, I was home busy or very exhausted. That's true. And so a lot of our moms really appreciate having this scheduled time to say, look, you committed to this, you paid your money, you're going to come. 
And even if you're really, really busy, it's just a couple of hours where you're not doing all of that other stuff. Someone's cooking for you or someone has prepared a relaxing activity for you so that you don't have to carry the weight of responsibility. They said that um, a woman's mind is different from a man's mind. A woman's mind, she can multitask and that's why she needs more hours of sleep. While a man's mind, they just stay focused on one thing and... (laughs) One thing. (laughs) Absolutely. We always have that to-do list and we lay down at night and it's like, I got to do this, I got to do that. And it just keeps going and going and going. I think the the beautiful thing about the group is that meeting is happening two or three times a month, but it's spreading out into everyday life. So it's a reminder. I hope people see our Instagram and our Facebook, our social media group, and just remind us, wait, I got to stop. I got to think. I have to pause, even though I have 17 things that I need to do and just reflect on how I'm thinking or dump out my thoughts that can pile up in my head. How are you getting the word out about what you're doing? How has been your strategy, your tactic? The coolest thing right now is word of mouth amongst the moms. So we just have people who are connected to other people. And like, if I know a mama who just needs this time, I'm going to tell them to come. And our members get lots of perks. And so one of the perks is they get guest passes. So they bring along their guests, their friends, with them to come and experience it and just kind of take it in. And it's been really cool to see how that connection happens. It's like a ripple effect. If something's working for you, you tell your friend about it and then they can come along. Oh, that's pretty cool. So I like that um, yeah. the guest pass. So what do you have yeah. to do when they come over, you just give them like a card that says a guest pass? Yes. At the beginning of the, our time together, like at the beginning of the year, they get three that they can use throughout the year at any of the events. And so when they bring a guest, they just also bring their pass and that's oh, that. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, I can be a friend. Um, because that has been how things are going, we really are building forth like an ambassador program. And so really looking to pull some moms even out of this first small group who have a little more time to give to it and a little more energy and want to do it. And they're going to be able to really help us get the word out and share their testimonials, but then also to give us feedback and help us to make the program better because there's so many places we can go, so many different directions. And I want to make sure that we're going for what people need and not just what Christina needs. Yeah. So what type of moms is this for? As long as the mom is in need of and excited about connecting with other folks, it's for them. So we have some stay-at-home moms. We have some working moms. We have some grandmamas and then people who are just in family planning. Some women who haven't even had their Mom. children yet. And so my daughter's coming. I should <laughs> say hello. Hey, Summer, you want to come say hi? Hi. You need to go back. Hi. Hi. Look at hi. you. Aren't you a cutie? Hi. No way. <laughs> so it's she's really, so adorable <laughs> oh, thank you thank you so much so it's really just it's for anyone who's open to that and willing to get that connection I tell people a lot of moms groups or I, even a trap that I've fallen into as a business owner is really pushing the event when we have our spa day or our movie day or whatever and saying like, oh, this great thing is going to happen. And it's really not even, not about that. It's really attractive most to women who are really just wanting to be around like-minded women. It is open to 
Christians and non-Christians alike. But the bottom line and biggest need that we push is the need for God. So it's open to people who are willing to hear that and willing to connect with it. That's incredible. I know it's not easy organizing something like that. How many women would you say you have right now? Right now, we're only at 15 women that are members. But we in our open events, we're able to get a little bit of a higher number, which is really cool. So hopefully as things continue to roll out, we'll continue to grow more and more. For sure, especially that you just launched and you have 15 members already. That's pretty awesome. Thank you, know, you. Yeah. Thank you so much. You just started. People don't know what to expect, but they're obviously invested. You really put the word out there the right way that people want to be involved. Okay. So what would you say is something that you hear is your number one pain point or problem that they're facing? What would you say mm-hmm. that would be? I think a lot of people are overwhelmed as well. I think I talked a little bit about this because of just busy mom. People have a lot on their plate. So a lot of times it's like people who may be in charge of ministry at their church or people who are in roles at their job that require a lot of work hours or people who have three, four, five children. Just feeling like my to-do list is not going away. There's so much that is required of me to get done. And a lot of times people have really figured out how to organize their time, which is great and have gotten better with that, but still are feeling, how can I balance it all out? How can I still do something for me? Or how can I still provide myself with all of the things I need after giving so much to my family, to my job, to my church without feeling self-indulgent? So this isn't about just spending all of your resources and time on yourself. But I think people do realize, like I said, they have limitations. There's only so much that they can do and that they have to get refreshed and get some time for themselves. And when starting this business, how do you feel about it? What are your feelings towards it? Oh my gosh, it's really like a seesaw maybe is the best way to describe it, where sometimes I'm like, yes, Lord, oh my gosh, you want me to do this? I'm so hyped. This is going to be so great. People are going to be so excited. And then the next minute, I'm just like, what am I doing? How do, I don't know how to run a business. Did I really hear from the Lord? It really kind of goes back and forth, to be very honest. It doesn't always feel great. But I think the cool thing is the Lord has really given me a wonderful support team from my husband to my friends to people who are just willing to remind me of the why. I've read this in a couple of blogs before, but I would say that women should know their why and have it written down on your mirror, in your wallet, everywhere, because Life gets a hold of you because the market is so saturated, because whatever your reasoning is, it can be really hard to remember what are you doing it for when obstacles come. And so even though I just started, I'm already seeing that I don't hold on to the why, then I'm going to have a really hard time. And I remember my husband was just saying like, Christina, when we started it and when I decided not to go back to work, he was just like, even if this is just a super expensive tea party, even if this is just for you and your friends. We're just going to do it because that's what you want to do. And that's what the Lord has put on your heart. And it's okay if it's just you and some of your closest friends just hanging out. You need that time. So I kind of remind myself of that sometimes that it's okay. And it doesn't have to be perfect and doesn't have to always look the way that I have it in my head. For the people who are attached to it, it has to be real. It has to be authentic. It has to help them. And the Lord is doing that. So it's all good. Like whenever I um, sit down with someone or sit down with a client, I always let them know, hey, this is a journey of self-discovery. This is a journey that you're getting to learn yourself, your limiting beliefs as well. You know, you're going to be confronting yourself. That's why a lot of people don't do their own business or go towards it because it's hard. 
you're basically yeah. your own enemy, right? You got to combat yourself going forward and everything like that. You're going to have days that you're going to cry. <laughs> you're going to have days that you're going to feel like a failure. And you might even fall flat on your face. But like you were Absolutely. saying, know your why. It's about keep going in and going forward and not giving up. Yeah. Giving yourself a promise that no matter yeah. what, that you're going to see the end of it. And knowing in God's word it says, he will finish the work that he's done already in you in Christ Jesus. Yeah. So in holding tight yeah. with that, but yeah, so I, I totally get it. I always make sure that they get that out of the way, even though with the help and, and I'm helping them and everything like that, that's just the truth of it. You're going to have those battles and the enemy definitely is going to attack you. But regardless of that, it's up to you to understand your why and understand why you're doing it. And not only that, asking God to confirm that he will. So Mm -hmm. what what is your why? For me, my why is really to impact the lives of those around me, to see women grow and come to know themselves more and ultimately how much they need the Lord more. That's my why. That's why I created it. That's why I want to keep things going. And that's why when it gets tough, I know this is the purpose and the point of the organization also really, really can't express how much I've been blessed over the years by different organizations and things. But my time with the Arise Network, it was actually from an organization called Talitha Kumi Communications. You got to send the link on that. I would do that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My time with them was like life-changing. It was very impactful for the season that I was in at the time. And so I recognize the Lord can use whatever he wants. He can use other people. He can use churches. He also can use organizations and businesses. For me, it was like inspiring, like, okay, I can also have my hands in something that will hopefully impact others. I also, again, I'm an educator, so I've worked in schools and I see how when raising children, we really are intentional about making sure that we love on them and impact their lives. And then you become an adult. And it becomes, you can kind of just get into a routine and not really have that support and that kind of love. And I wanted to create a place where it was love and where it was genuine, corny acceptance. (laughs) Um, Sometimes I think that's just a good thing. I hope that when people come into a grown-up gorgeous meetup, they feel that and they feel accepted and loved and feel like they're family. Awesome, Christina. Going back to what you said about that support, I think that's one of the greatest things that us going for our dreams or going for our passion to have that support. My husband has supported me from day one. And I think if I didn't have that, it would be a lot harder. Not that it wouldn't be impossible, but it would be a lot harder to get to the point that I'm at now. And he would be, whenever I have my down days, he'll be like, don't give up. You know, you wouldn't be happy. (laughs) You know, you wouldn't be happy if you didn't do this. (laughs) And I like that. Yeah. And I like how your husband told you, regardless whether it's an expensive tea party or if it's going to grow into something really huge, which I believe it will be. It already looks like it's going to be huge. You know, 15 members. Come on. That's that's something to celebrate. Yeah, Yeah. we all start somewhere. And you know what? Let me tell you like this, Christina, you are anointed for it because I remember when I first did my very first um, workshop, my very first workshop, I had two people. It was paid and everything. I had two people. My next one that I wasn't paid and it was free. And this is like over six years ago. But that one, zero people showed up and people were involved. We even had food and everything. So the fact that you just started and you had a, oh, trust me, you're anointed. (laughs) 
don't don't think that it's imagine if no one showed up you know because that has happened to me yeah i got it i got it (laughs) i did a speaking engagement a few months ago and it was maybe four people there and i remember being like oh good this is my moment so that i can help and share you know and tell other people because i think we all go through that where it's like it was like do this do this i stayed up and prepared for it i was so excited and then it's like wait you know, but it's still something the Lord, you, we grow through and that he's using. Summer, you need to go downstairs. I think something he tests us, like, are you doing this for men, for people, or are you doing right. this for me, for his yeah. glory, right? Started first with building the roots and finding out what is my message? Who is it that I serve? And I think those two things are so important because... There's a lot of noise out here. There's a lot of competition and all this stuff. The only reason why I feel it may feel like competition is because you haven't honed in on your message and you haven't honed in on who it is that you serve and the way that you do what you do. Because the way that you do what you do is unique to you. You're the only one in the world that is meant to do what it is that God has called you to do. And the way that you're doing it is the only way that you can do it and bring it into fruition. So then you start thinking more like community Instead of competition, people get stuck in the competition and that they only go so far. But the ones that understand that it's community, like let's say there's another lady or another business owner that is doing what you're doing as well, just a little bit different. But if you partner and do certain things and collaborate, you never know. That's a community there. You know, we're supposed to nurture each other instead of like, oh, I'm not talking to her because she might copy my stuff. And <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. Instead of standing in what we've been given to do and being able to flourish in that and collaborate. That's great. You're exactly right. A hundred percent right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just what I've seen and everything like that. There's one thing that God can make you go super fast, really quick. And then there's another thing that he can make you go slow. So depending on your journey and how you're able to pivot and how and what lessons you're meant to learn, I don't think it's really about you. I think it's about others. He's going to work in your heart in order for you to help those other people. Absolutely. And I think sometimes when you're in it, it's really hard to see that connection. As you're growing, that's going to be what's going to help you to produce in your business because to get the creative ideas or to get the message right, it's going to be when you're connected, when you are, you are growing in an area, when the Lord is producing in your own heart, then you're able to give out from the overflow. Yeah. I think that's really, really a good reminder. Yeah. You know what? You can't be afraid to fail. You know, I can't be afraid to fall down and make a mistake. And I've met different types of business owners. I've met business owners that were in their field for 10 years And I've met business Mm -hmm. owners that have been in their field for three to five. And one of the differences for the one that's been in it for 10 years and they're like, man, there's something that needs to change or something like that. Yeah, they'll sit down with you, but some of them are not willing to change at all. Oh, this is the way, this is the platform. And I'm trying to like, you know what? This is a new and innovative stuff here. Yeah, yeah. No, this is what I'm used to. This is, well, then you're going to stay stuck where you're at, you know? <laughs> yeah, like being willing to grow. Absolutely. Yeah, being willing to grow, being willing to pivot. I don't know why we're talking about this now, but <laughs> how it came to, <laughs> no, to it's this No, it's good. <laughs> it's like you're, what you're saying, though, is actually helping me really process where I am now and really think about what is my messaging? Like, how, how can I hone in and make sure that I'm really staying true to the things that I committed to just a few months ago? Like, it's, yeah. just, it's easy to see 
how quickly things can change and scatter just depending on what's happening around you versus being really, really focused in on what God's telling you to do. Yeah. I read a, a book of like this other creative and she explained it as being a kid in a candy shop. There's so many things that you want to try and there's so many yeah. things you want to yeah. do. <laughs> but if you eat all of the yeah, candy, and so many you're things gonna... you can work on it. Yep. <laughs> but if you mm-hmm. eat all the candy, you're going to get a, a tummy ache, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. A great reminder of trying to stay focused. There's a lot of temptation out there yeah. on the way and direction that we can go and everything like that. But I think a great thing is knowing like how you're saying your why. I love that. Keeping your why in front of you at all times. So you know who it is you serve. And then when you know who you serve, then you can make the products, make the resources to serve them better. And that's where the magic happens, to be honest. Absolutely. I was just going to say, I think it reminds me of my other why. It's something that I really didn't mention, but it's really important. We can't forget that how important our role is as mothers. A lot of times you hear about how important it is when you first have a baby and like how difficult it is and newborn stages and toddler stages. And then it's almost like motherhood stops and people stop talking about it. But I actually really think that the Lord uses the role of women nurturing their children or nurturing in general in such a powerful way and that it's important. Like we have to remember like the role is really important. It doesn't stop being important and we have to really talk about it and develop in it and grow in it. And we can't ignore it when our kids get older or whatever. We have to really make it priority. That was another big lie for me. Yeah, that's why I love following you. And that's why I love what you're doing and the community that you're creating. You're not just creating it online, you're creating it offline, which I think is really important. Are you also doing it online? Yes. So that is the first phase of the new year is going to be really figuring out what to do with the online community. So we have folks who are tuning in and who are just kind of celebrating what's going on here in Jersey and Philly. But the goal is to provide more resources for folks online. And that may look like some workshops. It may look a database online that people can access. It may look like a Facebook group. I'm not sure yet, but I do know that that's coming. Yeah, which I'm excited about. And I think it'll be really good to have people connected all over. I've been really meeting moms like yourself who are believers and who are have so much in them. I selfishly just want to get out somewhere that people can access. So when those nights are long and you don't necessarily have like a local community to go to, you can go online, you can go and see and pull from. So that's coming next oh, year. Oh, yeah. Though. You should do, um, you know, just to put my little two cents. Like a membership site. I don't know where you have your WordPress website, but you can have a plugin with it or you can create it that has a membership with also courses and you integrate the whole thing. You can have free courses and you can have paid courses and you can have freebies for the members. That's a great idea. (laughs) That's really a great idea. I love that. I think the content part of it intimidates me a little bit and I have to just really figure out why does that intimidate me? just step yeah. up to it when I just need in full transparency to kind of just step up to it and figure out who can I collaborate with to make it work and what exactly do I want the message to be and then get it out there and just make it happen. I get overwhelmed when I start thinking like, oh my gosh, there's so many people out there. I'm going to have to have this, this and that. But it actually feels a lot better when I think about what you said, which is just who is my audience 
and really being able to let the Lord show me what to do and do just that. And, yeah. and immediately when you see that, I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to do these. It's <laughs> actually like, no, you're going to just start off small and see where it goes from there. So that's coming. It took me over six years to understand that. <laughs> I came from a revelation. <laughs> you know, when you're a designer, you're supposed to design for a particular person. But then mm-hmm. I understood the message a little bit better in the fact that, okay, you have to have a message. What are you saying into the world? Because if you are clear on your message and who you serve, you can say it in a whisper and people could hear you. Mm. So that if you're clear on wow. that and you'll break yeah. the noise and then that's when you're soaring because you're so yeah. clear. That's where the stuff happens really, really quickly because you know exactly who you serve and you know the message that you're saying. So regardless of what you're putting out there, the message is the same. There's no filters on it. There's nothing that makes right. it noise, that it's not clear. Yeah, and people will hold on to it and want to be mm-hmm. a part of it because they're like, oh, she's speaking directly to me. Yep. That's great. Yeah, it took me a while, but I'm finally there. <laughs> <laughs> well, Christina, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Oh, okay. thank you so much. We are invite Cutie to TV. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> He's just chilling. He's a good baby. <laughs> bye bye. And I hope and look forward to talking to you again soon. Yes, I do too. Thank you. All right, talk to you soon. Bye bye. Bye.